Alan Hirsch Advisors, creating aha moments, presents Aha Business Podcasts. We provide opportunities to discover information to help you run your business and guide your decision making. The more you know, the better decisions you make. For more information, log on to alanhirschadvisors.com. I'm your host, Alan Hirsch. Welcome to today's podcast. My guest is uh, Shana Harris, uh, Chief Operating Officer of Roshofsky. Uh, they're an advertising agency. Uh, welcome to the show, Shana. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so let's start with the first question. What motivates you to get up in the morning and go to work? Well, I feel privileged every day that I have a great place to work, even though right now we're all working remotely, but a great team. I've been with Warshawski. We're actually a full-service marketing communications agency. We do advertising as well, but I've been with the agency for 23 years, so I definitely like a lot of things about it to keep me going and getting up every day. But really, it's the team, it's the clients, and the great opportunities we have every day to make a difference. Okay. So, you know, how do you create? Uh, you've been there 20-plus years. How do you create and maintain a strong culture? So that, it's not by accident. It starts with really having a clear understanding of your brand and brand value. So. The way we define brand is the emotional experience you want to create. So what is that feeling that you want um, your team members to have, that you want to have with anyone you interact with, whether that's internal and external? So we have taken the time very early on in the formation of our agency to clarify those brand values and our brand DNA. What is that experience? What do we want to create? And in the 23 years I've been there, they haven't changed. They've certainly evolved and we've tweaked them. But it's not something that's changed. It continues to drive us. So we work with a team of folks that we know continuously are always working towards those same values. Um, So everyone has a clear understanding of expectations. We all share our goals. um, And that creates an environment where people are motivated, are excited, and know know, what they want to do and and the feeling and result that they want to achieve. And that's, that's fine. So what are those values? So they're not something that typically companies share. You don't go out and say, hi, I want to make you feel this way. It's in the actions. It's in the way that you see if you visit our website, if you interact with any one of us, you see and you get that experience. It's great when we have clients and even other people that tell us, wow, you, I love Warshawski. This, this was a, this X, Y, and Z experience. And they repeat back the values that we've never straight out told them. So really you know, confirms that we are delivering that experience that we are all trying to every day. There are a number of brands out there, such like Starbucks, right? There are successful brands out there that, you know, live their brand in everything they do. And that's part of the reason why they're successful. It's not because of the thing that they sell. It's because of the experience that people have when they interact with them. Some people like Starbucks, but love going there. Well, it's it's uh, about uh, their brand promise uh, at Starbucks. And that comes from an experience, correct. Right. So the coffee actually isn't good. But well, I wouldn't know. I don't drink coffee. so And they don't see serve decaffeinated tea, which I've been after them to do, but that's beside the point. <laughs> so it's having a clear set of values. When we, when we interview people, we're not just looking for a skill set, but I ask questions that really help me understand that person's personality, what drives them, yeah. you know, what are some of their core values and making sure they mesh with ours and are in sync with ours, 
you could have the smartest person out there, but if they don't have the shared values or the personality that's going to mesh with our culture, they're not going to be a fit for us. So we really put a lot of emphasis and focus on making sure that we have both when we bring someone new to our family. That's what we really are. We're a Wachowski family. We're a team. Um, and we are excited to make sure that everyone is cared for, whether it's our clients and our team members, and that we're delivering thrilling results. Yeah, well, it reminds me, uh, I think it was Simon Sinek that said, uh, a uh, company is not successful unless the, co- the, co- the employees love the company first, then the right. customers can love the company. Yeah. But if they don't love the company, customers won't love it. That's right. You have to live, it has to be authentic. You right. can't have people working for you that really hate their job and then you expect them to interact with external people. You're going to see right through that. Right. So, and people that truly get it, and we have some clear, you know, I can share a little bit about the attributes of what we are looking for in terms of, you know, we really want people who have that entrepreneurial spirit, that have that ownership, that they understand this is not just about nine to five. This is not just about collecting a paycheck. It's more than that. It's really making sure that we are doing everything that we can to grow our clients, and that excites them. They don't feel that as a burden, but they're motivated by that. Mm-hmm. They're also curious. They're hungry. They want to learn more. They want to grow. They don't just settle for the norm, but they're always looking. How can we do better? How can we grow? How can we do better for ourselves? But how can we also do better for our clients? So when you're around people that have that similar vibe, that energy, it just creates a lot of great results, a lot of fun and excitement and new things every day. We're not afraid of challenges. Yeah. So. Uh, if you would, can you ex- can explain in some interviewing what what you do and what you're looking for, or don't you or don't you want to get get there because you get too close to expressing the values that you want to live by rather than express? Yeah, I can express them. So, in terms of what I do, as far as in my role, or what I do as far as my interview process, what are you looking for? I I'd like to know so we can help other business owners understand the idea of this culture of how you what you look for and how you get uh through interviewing uh some of the attributes that you want to see in employees sure now it's important to note that different companies and will have different things that are important to them right different values so oh absolutely but you can only express your own which has made you successful right and that works for us so i what i would say is if you don't have core values or you don't have clarity on the brand or the experience you want to create, you should go through the process of doing that. And it's much more deep than just, I want everyone to be happy or we're going to be transparent or we're going to be honest. That's more at the commodity level, we call it. You want to get deeper and more authentic and more of a differentiator so that how you can stand out. If you looked around and if you're a company or business owner, what are all the other similar businesses you know, saying, what are their messaging? How are they positioning themselves? And you're probably going to see, wow, we all kind of look and feel the same and we're saying the same thing. But there's a reason as a CEO or as a leader in a company that you are where you are. There's a reason you get out of bed every day. There's a reason why you put the blood, sweat, and tears into creating your company and your brand. And that's where you want to do. What is the reason behind it? What is it that drives you? And once you can succinctly clarify what those core things are, 
then you can begin to create your brand values, your brand DNA, your messaging, and, and do everything else that's a look and feel. Everything we do and everything a strong brand does, not only from your messaging, but what is the environment you're working in? That says a lot about a company and a brand, right? What are the colors you choose? What's the setup you have? Are you in cubes? Are you in an open space? Do you, you know, those all contribute to an environment, to a feeling that people have other windows in your office. You know, all those types of things, they may seem um, to be, oh, that's just a style or a decorative well, thing. In your but office, you now have some stained glass windows, I believe. Actually, we don't. We donated them back to- Oh, oh you did. Yeah, so we do have a lot of natural light. Okay. Um, that really does help to create an energy of feeling of excitement and openness um, that, that we like and we thrive on. So it's really important to establish those things. Then when you go out interview people or finding people, you have a baseline of what you're measuring about. Do you want someone who comes in and says, yeah, you know, I like what I do, but I got to get out of here by five o'clock because, you know, I need to make sure that that's my day's over at five and I shut down and that's it. And that's okay for a lot of people in a lot of industries, but you also, you know, we're looking for someone who says, you know what, I'm really hungry. I love opportunities. I love to learn more. And I am driven by succeeding and hitting goals. And that excites me. And if that means I got to roll my sleeves up and, you know, work late, that's fine. I'm happy to do so. That doesn't mean that everyone has to, you know, we're not looking for people to burn out and all that. But there is something about, you know, when you're an entrepreneur and you have that hunger, that thinking, it, it, there's grit to it. You know, you don't stop until you get what you want or to a point where you say, okay, this isn't working. Let me change paths. There's an energy behind that. that not everyone has, and that's okay. Not everyone's meant to be in that role. Right. So how has COVID changed your business culture, both positively and negatively? I believe everything happens for a reason and we need to find the silver lining in all of it. So while COVID was, it was devastating and continues to be a challenge, we are fortunate in that we can do our jobs remotely. Not everybody can. Um, and those businesses, you know, that, that can't have suffered. You know, we are grateful that we have people who are accountable, who are still very much, you know, excited about what they're doing so that we are all remote right now. Um, now that we've kind of passed the hump, our office is open and people do need to go in. But the way that it's changed a lot of our clients um, and even new clients, we've run new business during COVID, which is great, are seeing that digital and having experiences online, brand experiences are even more important. So they're looking to us. We've been able to pivot with clients to who maybe have done more traditional. We actually have a client that they were, they put on conferences around you know, the world. And obviously that's changed, but we've been able to create a whole new online platform for them that has allowed them to continue to do business and to grow. So for us internally, it's changed in that we're all not in person, but we have done a lot of things to make sure we're communicating regularly. Um, I did something where I, I sent a personalized gift to everyone to make sure they know we appreciate them. Um, so we make sure that at least once a week, the entire team is on Zoom to talk about what's happening in their lives, what's happening with our clients. And then every call and communication we have is always with a video in person so that people get that personal feel. You don't have to have everything over email or everything over conference call. In fact, we've been doing less and less conference calls and doing more where you can actually interact and see people with, with tools like Zoom. Yeah. 
been good. I've, I've been talking to more people um, than sometimes I would. <laughs> I mean, so I mean, I've I uh, I've changed what I do. I did a live talk radio show, which we yeah. originally talked about doing, and converted to uh, uh, the podcast. And right. I'm I'm getting customers nationwide now, not right. just uh, locally. Right. So there really has been a silver lining in this. Um, obviously, people you know who have small children and door walls, you know, there's been a whole adjustment there, and it's been good to see how everyone's working together to support one another. But more importantly, being sensitive to everyone's different needs um, and working through those to continue to allow everyone to still have a job. And yeah. So uh, just before we go to a commercial break, uh, with most employees working from home, uh, it's difficult for them to draw a line sometimes between uh, work and life and being a parent. So yeah. what have you done or what have the employees done to help your culture grow? Sure. So sometimes I like to imagine that it's still the same. I still get up at five and go to my boot camp and work out every morning, even though I could probably sleep in a little bit, but that really just helps to keep things going, creating a schedule, sticking to it, um, but also embracing the fact that if you have to take you know, a break during the day, especially if you have children at home, that you could still finish what you need to do later. Sometimes people set rules for themselves that don't need to be applied. You know, you may say, oh, I have to be done by this time just because, but if you loosen that up and look at the 24 hours you have in a day, you'd be surprised how much you can accomplish and even accomplish more and being flexible. So I think that's the big key is, is owning your responsibilities, knowing I have to get this done by the end of the day, but allowing yourself that flexibility to fit it in, in times that you may not have thought about otherwise. Oh. And early morning is definitely key. You can get a lot done before everyone wakes up. Oh, absolutely. Uh, let's take a break uh, for commercial breaks. Uh, and when we come back, I'll continue this conversation with uh, Shana Harris, who's the Chief Operating Officer of Orsofsky. I'm Alan Hirsch of Alan Hirsch Advisors, and this is AHA Business Podcasts. Hi, Rick Dempsey here. As a former Oriole and Series MVP, I know a lot about winning and championship teams. Today, I'm happy to tell you about my award-winning web design and internet marketing team, Adventure Web Interactive. For over two decades, many of Maryland's most successful firms have chosen Adventure Web as their strategic partner for web design and online marketing. I can tell you from using them personally, their search engine optimization and social media programs have saved their clients tens of thousands over the traditional pay-per-click digital agency. Visit AdventureWebInteractive.com and listen to what clients such as Hercules Fence, TriStar Electric, ABC Rental, Rhine Landscaping, Markdown's Office Furniture, and many more highly successful firms have to say. And don't forget to tell them Rick Dempsey sent you. 
Strengthen, protect, and preserve your retirement nest egg. Scott Garceau here for the Stephen J. Sless Group, Baltimore's reverse mortgage specialist. Reverse mortgages have evolved to become a viable retirement tool. Enjoy retirement without monthly mortgage payments, improve cash flow, pay off debt, and stretch retirement savings. Stephen and his team can offer strategies to make housing wealth work for you. If you're 62 or older, learn if a reverse mortgage could help. Visit ReverseBaltimore.com. An equal housing opportunity lender. This is not a commitment to last. Stephen J. Sless, NMLS 298581. PRMI, NMLS 3094. Uh, welcome back to the show. My guest today is uh, uh, Shana Harris, Chief Operating Officer of Warshawski. Welcome back to the show, Shana. Uh, uh, it's been this has been wonderful. So, with with people working away from their traditional offices, how do you see this continuing or not continuing in your office or other offices? Yeah, we're keeping a close eye and talking to a lot of um, colleagues as well as other, you know, firms, whether it's in the marketing realm or law, etc. And it seems to be a lot of people still with the unknown are concerned about going back full time, depending on the size of your office. There's some people that are going in and shifts, but for the most part, everyone is waiting on the vaccine before they make a real decision about what they're going to do. So I think the important thing is the culture you create in that experience, you can deliver that anywhere. You can deliver it virtually, you can deliver that in person. So I think that goes back to that first part of what are your brand? What is the emotional experience you wanna create and how do you reinforce that? So for some, you know, there's different ways that you can express that virtually. Some people have happy hours every week. Some people send gifts. Some people reward team members with gift cards. Some people are doing outdoor, you know, more COVID safe, get together, some people are having a traditional meeting. So I think it's important is to find out what experience do you wanna create and then how do you deliver that even remotely so that you're not dependent on in-person or out-of-person. I mean, it's the same thing with clients, right? Sometimes you have clients that are near wherever your office is located and some you can even have overseas. You still can create that same relationship um, near or far, and, and that's something that's really important to understand. Yeah, well, I mean, Apple Computer seems to be doing it the same way. They create that same atmosphere so that their uh, clients and customers prefer them over other other computer companies. Yeah. Uh, and even locally, there's a uh, law firm that I know about that uh, uh, where 60% of the employees have already said they like working from home. Right. And they're going to continue with that, mm -hmm. even when it ends, right. because they could be anywhere with the electronics today, with Zoom, with uh, uh, dealing with the contracts and the files. They're all elect electronic today, so they yeah. can deal anywhere. And that's going to be redesigning commercial space. Yeah. But let's get back to you. Uh, uh, so what is, what is some of the advice and help? Uh, for people to stay focused and effects when working remotely? So I, I think setting up some of those processes, setting up a schedule is really helpful so that people, you know, know what to expect. So for example, if you wanted to do, you know, weekly check-ins with people or monthly or daily, whatever it might be, set a schedule, communicate with people, over-communicate in these times is really important. I know there's a lot of tools like Slack where you're doing a lot of one-on-one -on -one things, and that's fine if it really truly is just something you and the other person need to know. But for the most part, especially when you're working with account teams, there's multiple people. So it's really important to make sure that 
you give visibility to the other folks, you know, who are working on a, the same project or account, so you don't have to update everyone individually, and so right. no one feels lost. What should you think about the junior people? That's another thing. The people who are younger, who maybe have just started in the past year or so, don't forget about them. They still need the mentorship. They still need these opportunities to grow that they would have traditionally if they're in person. So find ways to A, either give them visibility to things that are happening, or B, check in with them more frequently and give them opportunities to learn and grow. This shouldn't be a time when those folks are lost um, and that people shouldn't, anyone on your team should not feel like they're losing out in any way. There's definitely ways to do that. And the, 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 the easiest way is visibility on things, CCing or BCCing them on communications internally or with clients and giving them opportunities to still do work and participate. Do you think COVID-19 and transitions uh, to remote workforce has forced companies to reevaluate their culture? And how do com companies know if they should make significant changes or not? Sure, I think that it probably has, especially if you didn't start off with a strong culture, um, you're a little bit in trouble right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> how, do you, how do you keep accountability? How do you keep, keep people um, engaged and excited about their work? I think those things are really important um, and if you didn't have a strong culture and everyone kind of did their own thing and they were in silos, now some people could hide easily, not do work, or, um, you know, it just, there could be a lack of productivity. So we've been very fortunate. I actually think people are even more productive um, in some ways now that they are, we are working remotely. Everyone is on. I think people feel, and they should, hey, I want to show my value. I want to show how I can contribute, and that over-communication is key. There's no better way to do that. So if you're struggling with finding ways to, um, you know, keep your culture together or, or you feel that everyone's kind of disjointed, you should reevaluate your culture. If it's working, that's great. You don't have to change anything. But if it's not working really well, this is a time that you want to step back and say, well, what is it that I want to create? What is that culture? What are those feelings? What are those engagement opportunities? And create employee programs, create things that will bring people together, not just, hey, here's a free lunch, um, but find ways to involve the team and together as a team without it feeling forced. Okay, everyone has to sign on and report on that day. That's not exciting or engaging. You want an opportunity where you can create, where people want to come together, where people want to share and contribute that's what makes it exciting and is gonna make for a strong culture. So uh, for companies in a position to hire now, and that's something you do, mm -hmm. uh, you're always hiring, I would assume, since you're a growing agency. Yeah, we're uh, always looking for good people. What? We're always looking for good people. I'm sure you are, and I'm, I'm sure there are more good people out there now than there were before Corona virus. Yes. Uh, Silver lining again. Yes. So how, uh, how should you approach it or should they approach it, onboarding new employees while, you know, while working remotely? How do you get new employees to buy into the culture and how do you train them when they come on board? Sure. So I don't mean to sound like a broken record, but when you have clear values, we have a brand book, we have a lot of a materials that people can reference, but more so 
how to create an experience for them when we've onboarded a couple people during Corona. And it is a little bit different, but we're still able to find those ways to create that experience and show, show them and share with them the brand values, the culture we have, and ways that we reinforce that. So again, it's all about reinforcing that experience over and over. It may be different channels and tools you use, but you still can create that, that feeling. Think about having just, uh, people for years have had long distance relationships, right? Yeah. And you do it well, it works and you're successful. When it's not so great and you're not consistent and you don't have clarity, they often fall apart. So I think that's a, that's a good and, you know, example of how you can make it work. It might be different, but there's ways that you can still make that person feel a certain way, communicate with them and make sure it gets across. Um, and luckily today we can have some in-person social distancing safe um, engagement opportunities or meetings. So I've been taking advantage of outdoor things and being in large open spaces as well to touch base. So where do you think your agency is going to be going into the future? Warshawski has grown during the coronavirus, I understand. Where do you see the future of your company? I see us continuing to grow and taking on new challenges and opportunities, especially as companies realize that they need help, uh, whether it's creating those engagements online more, or they see opportunities like you're saying, we have some clients that used to feel limited to a certain region, but now realize they have customers and consumers all over the country that they can be engaging with and create opportunities for. Um, so I think that's a huge opportunity for marketing agencies overall, even the whole branding experience. You know, like you're saying, some companies are realizing, wow, we don't have a strong brand. How do we create that not only internally, but also externally as we're competing more in our space? So, and for some people, brand is not necessarily what you think it is. It's what people think of you. Yes, correct. Brand starts, like you said, internally, but ends with how people perceive you. Um, why are they willing to spend more money on your product or service when they could really get the same thing somewhere else? And it goes back to the experience. Think about yourselves and why you go to your favorite restaurant. Does it truly have better food than somewhere else? Is it much nicer looking? Half the time, no. You love the people. You love the experience when you walk in that door. And even if the food is just okay, you'll pick going there nine times out of 10 and going somewhere else. So really creating that personalized experience where you make that individual feel the way that you want them to, and it's going to be different for every brand, that's when you hit the home run because then they say, I don't want to go anywhere else. I don't want to work with anyone else. Warshawski makes me feel this way, or Starbucks makes me feel that way, even though Dunkin's cheaper and tastes better, I'm going to stand in line and pay more at Starbucks. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you very much for being on the podcast today. Uh, I appreciate it. How can the listeners reach you and Warshawski? Sure. Well, Warshawski, Warshawski.com is our um, website. And the best way to reach me is via email, which is Shana, S-H-A-N-A dot Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S at Warshawski.com, W-A-R-S-C-H-A-W-S-K-I.com. I'm also on LinkedIn and the other social media channels. So lots of different fun, easy ways to reach me.
Well, thank you very much, Shana. I appreciate it. Thanks uh, for having me. Well, please join me next week when my guest will be uh, Robert uh, Butwin, net for network mentor and business strategist. I'm Alan Hirsch of Alan Hirsch Advisors, your host. To reach me, call 443-977-4500 or visit my website, www.allenhirschadvisors.com. You can also listen to the podcast of past shows wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, I'm Alan Hirsch of Alan Hirsch Advisors, and this has been AHA Business Podcasts.